Welcome to the GoWP Digital Agency Podcast. I'm Mario, Director of Creative Services. And I am Joanne. Before we welcome our guest, I would like to say a few words about GoWP. In case anyone listening is not familiar with us just yet in our WordPress services. So at GoWP, we create happiness for digital agencies and help them become more profitable. Whether it's joining in our incredible, valuable weekly happiness hours, or if they're looking to grow their development team, their copywriters, their designers, or project manager, whatever it is that you guys need, we got you covered. So we also have services like case studies, blogging, website maintenance, content edits, and page builds. So you can completely outsource your team to us. And yeah, that's GoWP in a nutshell. <laughs> Give us your team. Give that us is- your team. <laughs> kind of threatening. So, hey, Joanne, so you did such a great job explaining what we do. So how would you recommend that someone who's listening, who's still curious about us, how would you recommend they find out a little bit more if they wanted to go a little deeper with their understanding of GoWP? Of course, yeah. So everyone can go to GoWP.com or any of our social media channels. So that's GoWP support on Twitter, GoWP everywhere else. So Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, soon to be TikTok. No, just kidding. But everywhere on social media, anywhere you want to receive your updates, that's where we are. So without further ado, I think we should welcome our guests for today. Yeah, let's let's welcome our guest. I'll start with a, you know, often in life we get caught up wanting an idea or a plan to play out in a certain way. And if things don't go as planned, we can either adjust or stand still. Our guest today, Noah Britton, has had a career path that has brought him to a very healthy pinnacle today, but there were plenty of turns and realizations and adjustments along the way. I think you'd agree. I think I see him nodding in agreement. <laughs> He's the founder and CEO of Thrive, which is a Seattle-based web design company. He founded it in 2002. He's tried and tested so many different tools and systems that he feels confident in sharing his knowledge of those systems and processes that have worked so well for him and giving that info to others who are on that same path that he uh, was on. He does that through a course that he developed under Agency X-Ray. And so today during the podcast, we'll explore how Noah achieves success for his company and his many endeavors while helping others to find success too. Welcome Noah Britton, how are you? Wow, doing so good. Thank <laughs> you for having me on here. Yeah, geez, I'm gonna share knowledge. Now I'm on the spot. Like, do I have knowledge? Is that something I can give to other people? That's what they uh, say it's, on it's the It's been Google. a journey. You know, it, it's been a journey, definitely. I've been in business for 19 years. I've rebranded my agency three times. The current iteration is Thrive. Yeah, I'm agency owner in Seattle and I don't do any of the work anymore. Like I have a design team and development team and I handle mostly business development and sales and just keeping track of things and looking at our data and seeing what is and isn't working. And I'm a super data nerd and I'm happy to talk about anything data or agency related. I heard that about you. I've seen your webinars. You love the data. Loves an air table. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Loves an air table. We will not be talking about Airtable today. <laughs> oh, I forgot. We will be doing Airtable instructionals. Joanne, you'll be okay. leading that segment. Oh, um, I'll describe for our audience everything, <laughs> how they can listen to an Airtable podcast. That would be delightful. 
<laughs> and you know, Noah, you you joked about you questioned, do you have knowledge? You know, I again, I've seen your webinars. You absolutely have knowledge. Uh, you revealed a lot of things that I took for granted, thinking that most agency owners knew certain things that they didn't, and that's totally fine that they don't know certain things about their systems and processes. But one of the things that you said really struck a chord with me, and I took that quote, and I'm going to throw it back in your face because it was so rich. You said that a key to success is the willingness to take imperfect actions. And that just really resounds with me. I think that applies so many areas in business and personal life. Can you expound on that? What that quote, what that idea should mean to the agency owner who's trying to keep afloat or the freelancer who's just starting out or even the veteran who thinks they've seen it all? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So taking imperfect action. I, I don't know about y'all, but imposter syndrome or the idea that I don't know enough. I mean, I was joking about it right there. I don't, do I really have knowledge to share? That mindset or sort of imposter syndrome issue causes people, myself included, to not take action because, oh, I'm just not good enough. It's not perfect enough. Or I'll start along a track of doing an action and I won't follow through because it just isn't good enough. This could be writing a blog post or following up on a sales call or creating any kind of content. It could be development. It could be design. It could be anything where we as individuals can get stuck in not taking action because we think we're not good enough or the results aren't going to be good enough. So we just don't do it. I've done a lot of personal work in getting around my mindset, like I'm not good enough. And so I just, when I say I use take imperfect action as a way, one of my three keys to success so that it, I can just remind myself taking an action is better than the better than not. I mean, I'd rather just do something. And if I get stuck, ask for help, either ask for help directly from someone or through joining a mastermind or a community, but yeah, taking imperfect action, I just have to be in motion. Mm -hmm. And that's just, yeah, it's one of my keys. I really love that. And for me in my life, how I relate to that is there are so many times that, especially in my role at GoWP, like I've been given a chance to speak out or present and most of the time, the voice in my head is like, but you're not accomplished enough on this topic. Who the heck cares what you have to say? How can you talk to these agency owners like Noah Britton, who's been in this business for 19 years? The man knows his stuff. What, what knowledge do you have to impart to him? And I'll never forget something that Chris Lemma said about, who's a friend of yours and a friend of GoWPs for sure. You know, friend of the show. A friend of the show, friend of the pod. <laughs> you the crowd goes wild for Chris Lemma. He has a following. I won't go through his story, but essentially, you know, if you are speaking to a room of people, there are individuals in that room who don't know what you know. Yeah, you're going to have the Noah Brittons in there who have 19 plus years experience or like the Brad Morrisons who've been around for a while, but there are people who can still benefit from whatever knowledge you have to share. So show up and do it. And I like what you said, stay in motion. That's super cool. And there's gold everywhere, right? There's gold mm -hmm. in anyone's experience and like, but also taking perfect action. I was just thinking about Nike. Nike's like, just do it. I mean, part of this is when there's a task to be done, there's a resistance. Like if it's a big task, there's going to be as much resistance to not do it. I know it's easy to say, just do it, but there's something about having a something to do and not letting the obstacles get in my way and asking for help when I need it. And it's a muscle that we build a tolerance. Like everything we have are muscles and it's a tolerance towards, mm -hmm. can I deal with the anxiety of this task? Can I deal with the pressure of this task? 
And if the more that we actually exercise that muscle, the stronger it gets and the better we get at following through on items. Absolutely. Yeah. And we were recently having a similar conversation and it's, I think it's so much more powerful than get something done versus waiting to make something perfect to put it out there. So something that's done and executed, it's much more powerful than you working on that perfect task forever and ever and ever, because nothing is ever going to fully be done. Just get it out there and get the ball rolling. I think that's what's really powerful and kind of like to sum up what y'all are, have been saying. Kind of like this podcast, Joanne, right? (laughs) Yeah. Get it out there. Get it out there. I mean, everything is iterating and improving, like everything we do, our sales process or the way we develop our websites, the way we handle support requests, we're going to have to just take action and realize we're going to sometimes feel a little awkward and anxious in what we do. Yeah. Yeah, And I mean, I think, yeah, that's always going to be the case. Even, you know, it doesn't matter how seasoned you are. There's always going to be room for growth and room for improvement. And I think that's why we use the tools that we use it's to better inform our decisions whether people are more like data driven or data informed they're using some kind of support to inform their decisions and that kind of brings me to our next question is are you more of a data driven person or a data informed person how did and how did that love for data like start where did that come from yeah i mean i it's a loaded question <laughs> i am by nature an anxious person And some of the people that are anxious, they look out for the future. And so they write lists of things that need to happen, things that could go wrong. They maybe they have a spreadsheet of their finances. I mean, that's me, right? Like age 15, I had my to-do list when I got up and things I had to take care of. I was managing my own budget before I left high school on a piece of paper. And eventually in 2002 is when I know at least in 2002 is the first time I found an Excel file where I was managing my budget, my personal budget and my business budget. So for me, like, I mean, I don't know, actually, I can't remember what the question was, but basically it's like data, it started with finance. A lot of people like how they manage their like cash flow is just through, is through managing their money data. But for now I use data all the time for my sales, for my clients, understanding my ROI on projects and my ROI on lead generation. I do all that based on collecting and, and mining that data. As you all know, I do this through Airtable to manage this content and it informs my decision. It's not the only thing. I mean, the data is just part of it, right? You look at the data, see what's working, what isn't, but we also need to look at like our own morals. Like just because the data says I can make the most money by doing this one thing doesn't mean I'm going to do it. It has to fit within my values, my morals and the rest of my company. So when do you know how to follow like Also, this is just to give a little bit more context to the next question. I know you're a person who's very into, you know, spirituality and all of these like holistic practices. So coming to following your gut and you're following your intuition, when do you know how to follow the data versus following your intuition and experience? Oh, wow. That's a good question. Okay. Well, it's definitely going to be both, right? It's Mm -hmm. definitely going to be intuition and data. Most people they start with the intuition. Either they think something's going to work a certain process or they've learned it from somebody else and they're trusting it. So either their intuition or they've learned from somebody else. Where the data really comes in is then, say we have a sales process and we think that if we uh, review our proposals with a lead over Zoom, 
versus just sending it off. We have the intuition that it's going to work better for higher conversion if we do those proposal reviews over Zoom, then we'll do that. But we have to actually record those two variances. We have to actually say, these are the leads. Did I review it over Zoom? Yes, or phone or whatever it is. And then you can then measure with the data. So people just start with the intuition. And when I'm coming up with new ideas, it's always intuition or knowledge from somebody else. And then I just track it. Uh, Yeah. Does that answer it? Yeah. 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 I think I always been curious because although that thing where you're like, oh, I think this is going to be really good because, you know, maybe it worked for XYZ who has a similar business as as I do or their agency is similar as ours, but I need that data to support. So just following up on that, speaking of data supporting, like how's there been any kind of case where you've had to pivot your business? Example. I mean, I've certainly pivoted how I do my lead generation, how I do my marketing, just based on cost per lead and cost per sale. Like when I run the numbers and see, okay, well, my leads from this particular, so you know, my my cost per lead is eighty five dollars from this particular source, and it's thirty eight hundred dollars from this one. I mean, I have changed the way I do my lead generation just based on data on what's actually working. My sales process too. Like I've realized that I used to do an initial call, but I'd send a form. And then I have a second call because I learned that from a, a mastermind that I was in. But I looked at the data and I said, you know, for me and my personality, that actually doesn't work as well. For me, what works best is I do a first call and then I do a Zoom call. And I just, I, I learned that based on the data. Now, sometimes, so I have a business coach too. You, you all probably know Nick Gulick. Yeah, of course. Oh, so Nick, Nick's on my team at Thrive for Projects, but he's also my business coach. And so sometimes I have an intuition about something, but you know what? Nick's like, looks like my business guy. So I ask him, Hey, what do you think about this idea? And sometimes it's such a bad idea. He's like, dude, don't, don't do it. And so I actually trust his intuition over mine because Mm -hmm. in some areas, like Nick is way more experienced and knowledgeable than I am. But I have that at, you know, I'm hiring him as a coach. And I think, you know, I have three keys to my success. One was taking imperfect action. Another one is having a community. So mm. having some sort of a either formal mastermind or even doing weekly calls like with the happiness hour, go to WP. Mm-hmm. I love that, right? That's where you get community and knowledge. Tab has another one. Sorry, the admin bar has another kind of a call. Oh yeah. It's you know, having some sort of a community, either paid or non, is I think real it's been crucial for my own growth. Like my I've been doing it continuously for four years. And like it's completely transformed the way I do my business. So having community, taking imperfect action. And the third one is actually being coachable. That one to me, if you aren't coachable, then having a community really isn't going to do you very, very good. And you're going to be stuck in your own little world, which I was. The first 14 years of my business, I was the lone wolf stuck in my business, didn't have a community, didn't have really anybody to lean on because I was afraid of being found out as a fraud, which is hilarious Mm. because like... I was, it just players didn't want to be involved in another group because I felt like I wasn't good enough to be in the group. I love that being coachable as key to, to success as you define it. I recall also you demonstrating that you, you score your leads based on their coachability and their openness to your process. That was not a planned question, but do you mind? I, I thought it was a yeah. really 
That's fascinating. Yeah. And I just to kind of like support being coachful. I think that's so important because if someone comes to your business and they don't want to listen to anything of the things you're suggesting, you're coaching them through, like, then what's the point? Like, what yeah. are we doing here? What do you need me for? I think Chris Lemma said it once, like, what do you need me for? Then? Yeah. Why are you calling me? So the scoring mechanism, that's actually something I learned from WP Elevation through their blueprint. And it's a score of one through 15 broken up into five, three categories, excuse me. It's, and I've talked to Troy, Troy about this. Troy is fine me sharing this. Thank you, Troy. <laughs> so it's like, it's three main scores, score of one through five on three things. The first thing is how much do they respect my process? That's also like, how much are they like coachable and like, you know, are open to ideas Two is how good is this project for me? Like either for my portfolio or for my businesses, for my niche, can I knock this one out of the park? And then three, which is the one most people focus on, as the only thing that's important is budget. I'm not saying everybody does this, but most projects, the budget's going to make or break the project. But you score each one of those one through five and it totals anywhere between zero and 15, I guess, or maybe three and 15. And so I work with people that are a 12 or above. That's my, my internal compass for mm-hmm. who I want to work with. I'm going to, yeah, because you got to get those. It's kind of like getting a net promoter score, right? You want to get those endorsers there, the people who are into it, because if not, again, you know, what are we doing? And people are like, I understand the whole shying away from the budget part, but at the end of the day, even if it makes you uncomfortable, we are running businesses here. (laughs) We're in it for a reason. Where do you think that I'm going to ask you to Again, this was not a prepared question, but I'm I'm curious. I find this fascinating. Where do you think that resistance to your process comes from? Is it always just resistance? I know what's best. Or do you find it's fear? Fear for the agency owner to try something different or to be vulnerable and to trust you? Well, okay. So in this context, right, we're talking about clients. They're coming Mm -hmm. in for a website. Are they respecting my process? So why would a client not respect my process for here's how we do our deposits and here's how we do our discovery and here's how we run our projects, et cetera. Uh, So I can answer the question from a standpoint of a client wanting a website or an agency wanting coaching. You want? I'd like, for me, I'd Mm -hmm. like the agency wanting coaching. That's my vote. Okay, great. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Thinking. Yeah, this is a harder one for me to answer, right? Because I'm not a business coach, right? I don't do coaching for agencies. I have a training on a very specific niche topic of sales process and tracking data, et cetera. But what I would say in that regard then is why would an agency owner not be coachable? That's the question. Mm -hmm. What's their resistance to it? Either they don't trust the coach and then you have to exit the coaching agreement Mm -hmm. or they just aren't coachable as a human being. I mean, some people, regardless of its business or not, uh, they are afraid of being contributed to. They want to do it on their own. There's a, an idea of I'm self-sufficient, I'll do it, which is kind of weird then to get into a coaching arrangement. If you aren't open to kind of that. I've actually had a video around this where people have asked me, you know, hey, should I join this one program? Um, should I sign up for this course? Because I've gone through a lot of them. And my answer is always, well, make sure you trust the coach and they're the style that you are, are into, right? Like you, you really trust them or are going to follow their instructions. Uh, and make sure you have actual time to do it. Mm-hmm. So unless you have, unless I have, I'll just talk, speak for myself, unless I ha- really have the time and the trust to go through somebody else's process and take it on as my own, I shouldn't do it. Like I shouldn't take half steps in somebody else's process. I shouldn't hire one coach, but then ask the advice of three other coaches over here. 
Yeah. Like I have to yeah. be all in. And the thing is, I can take on their process. And if it doesn't work for me, okay, then I'll make some adjustments. But that's what I handled when I went through WP Elevation Mavericks. I went full in. I, I went full in on how they did their training and I've modified the hell out of it. But I started with doing exactly the way they did it. That's and that's because I trusted them. I trusted their process and I had fantastic results. I mean, I mean my numbers are crazy the before and after. Yeah. A lot of self-assessment and honesty. Yeah. yeah. And also think it's very important to also note that sure frameworks and processes, I consider them to be a foundation for you to build on your own. You can't just like nothing is a one size fits all, especially in this industry, because we all serve different niches and we all serve different audiences. So yeah, I think it's very valuable how you frame the iterations and how you take that framework and that those processes and build on that. So just circling back on that, everything is a continuous work in progress for me to paraphrase right. what you just said. Well, yeah, <laughs> and, and, and measuring it, right? Measuring what isn't mm. working, right? Like going full in and then just measuring what is and isn't working. A lot of people don't have that measuring. They go just by their intuition, but Literally, I want to see like a list of 120 leads and their conversion rates and like the things that I did and be able to pare it down and see what actually made a difference. So, yeah, I'm going to sit with that for a moment. I'm, I'm nodding. I'm getting like my neck is getting sore, nodding to you so much. And then in another career, I guess you could be like a preacher or something. I'm like, amen, amen, brother Noah. Yeah, there's so many things that we could talk about. So you've been an agency owner for many years. Who are sharing gold nuggets everywhere who along that path, in addition to your current coach, like Nick and others you work with more regularly, who else has been so impactful in your development? Who's been your greatest teacher? What are the greatest lessons, even maybe outside of the digital field? Okay. That's, that is a great question because when you we were thinking of in the digital field, it's Troy Dean, right? Mm -hmm. Troy Dean, mm -hmm. I went into his WP Elevation, like four years ago, I did that for two years and then Mavericks for a year. I'm not in any programs with Troy's right now because I have everything I need. Like I'm self-sufficient, like I've graduated and Troy's been great. But there's been some things in my personal life as well that helped me get outside of my limitations and help me see the blind spots that were pretty much ruling my life, things that I couldn't see that were ruling my life. Mm -hmm. And so there were some personal programs, Mankind Project, is one of them. It's a program that helps men develop a healthy masculine and help heal the world with healthy masculine traits. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Landmark, which is a personal development program as well, that just helps people figure out what's in their way to being successful and happy in their relationships. But then on the professional level, though, absolutely WP Elevation and Mavericks. And <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Could you share a little bit? It's so fascinating about this mankind. Can you t tell us a little bit about it? If you're yeah. comfortable sharing, yeah, no, just, totally. I think that's so important and so interesting. I've never heard about it before. I've like, you know, you, you hear all these things, but you never really like dig into them. Yeah. So I mean, it, you it's could care like, to share a little bit. Yeah. I mean, the idea of men going off and doing work like sounds almost kind of weird, like almost cultish, even though like people do personal development all the time, but men doing it by themselves, like seems like, oh my goodness, what do they do out there? They're plotting. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, it's, it's actually, so the Mankind Project is the largest men's organization in the world in 22 countries. They have a big presence here in the Northwest. And the, the general idea is 
creating an environment where men can actually be vulnerable with each other instead of competing and where men can be just really vulnerable and open and actually work on themselves and work on integrating the feminine and work on you know, developing the more healthy aspects of masculinity. So I can't actually say what they go off and do. I will say that, that we gather and go through workshops, just like you would think in any kind of really other personal development uh, program. And it's like mankindproject.org is the website. So it's all up there. But it starts with a weekend. Basically, they take men that are lives are not working for them and who want to mm-hmm. change their lives and they go off and do, there's no like, you know, there's no blood magic or, you know, <laughs> there's some funky stuff that happens, but I don't want to ruin any other man's experience in that. Yeah. So we don't share that information. No, yeah, that's amazing. And I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of, you know, there's a, also the vow of, not vow of secrecy, but the, the vow of honoring people's stories. And that's very special. So yes. it's, thank you for sharing that. That's yeah. very so important. If you are anyone who identifies as a man who wants to do work with other people that identify as a man, then go check out mankindproject.org. Did mankind have anything to do with the development of gold man? No, tell no, the list. no, no, <laughs> gold man. That, that, might be, that might be the promo image for this episode. <laughs> for those who are listening, so Noah is just holding up a sticker of a man pointing up to the sky. He's dressed in gold. In gold. Oh, he's, he's got a goatee. He kind of looks like me, huh? Kind of like, yeah. yeah. And, yeah, just All good right. energy overall in that sticker. I'll tell you the story, Goldman. So four years ago, my wife, who's a house music DJ, was playing at a festival called Cascadia. So I've been an old school raver for many years. My wife is too. And she was playing and I happened to be in an all gold outfit because whatever. It was an outdoor rave and a festival and I was go-go dancing and I was just doing my finger and doing my dance and stuff or whatever. And someone took a video and then someone else created a little avatar image of that. And then a couple of years went by and I was like, well, I, I got some a sticker mule deal in them. And I was like, why don't I just make some gold man stickers? And then I went to a party in another gold outfit and started handing them out and people were eating up like hotcakes. So there it was. And so then it was like the gold man or the gold father. And, uh, you know, I'm one of the older cats, you know, I'm 40, I'll be 47 this year. So I'm an older generation you know raver at these festivals but i still got the moves now yeah, more of a sherpa now <laughs> teaching the, the new generation how yeah, it's actually like, done i threw a festival this summer here in washington a smaller festival about 170 people but it's really just about going out and having a good time and being in nature and dancing and being crazy and wearing funny outfits yeah, I mean, good vibes all around. By the yeah, way, vibes. your festival, you mentioned it in at a webinar a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago. And I, I want to go next next year because it sounds so interesting. You told me about there was like singing bowls, there's a lot of huh? like yoga happening, huh? there's a lot of like holistic therapeutic going on. Look at PNW, which stands for Pacific Northwest, PNWfestivals.com. That It'll actually show you an event recap and it'll show some of the workshops we had and some of the DJs we had. We got some, some really good DJs up here too. Hey, the Pacific Northwest is, is... PNWfestivals.com. But I just do it for fun, right? Like, you know, there's no money in throwing festivals. I'll tell you that right now. There's no real money in DJing either, unless you're like a touring DJ. Can one request Goldman stickers online? Or you know, the, the, here's the thing. I've had about 20 people asked me over messenger for Goldman stickers and I have mailed out 20 people, Goldman stickers. You put in a request, oh. 
I'm not a gold man sticker. I will mail you a card handwritten with two oh, gold stickers in it. Well, count on it. It's coming. Forget about it. You know, <laughs> forget about well, it. <laughs> like that. There's going to be some kind of press and gold man exchange. Happening. I have a gold man t-shirt. I mean, I don't know. I'm just having fun with it right now, but it's, you know, I, I guess I can be pretty serious at business. So when I go out and these festivals, I'm a total wild man. So it's, right. it's, it's my alter ego. Gold man's my alter ego. <laughs> That's right. That's, That's right. awesome. And so healthy. Cause like usually you're teaching and being an agency owner. So mm-hmm. just pivoting a little bit from that alter ego to more of your the teacher personality. Why do you feel called to establish the agency x-ray course and teach? Like who is your ideal student? So like this kind of, where, where's all that coming from? Yeah. You know, it's funny. It, it came out of really nowhere. I mean, I was already tracking a lot of this information from my own agency. And I spoke at Troy Dean's Mavericks conference in February, 2021, because I had shown a couple people this just like on random calls. And there was a lot of interest on like, wow, okay, you can actually see all this information about your agency that uh, frankly, nobody else was seeing. And so I spoke at that event I showed it and they, everybody was like, dude, you got to teach this, make, create a course. And I said, all right. So I decided to do a course and do a pre-sale for it. I made my pre-sale numbers, created it. It's been actually way more successful than I could ever have hoped. And it's really a course for agency owners who wants to see what is and isn't working in their agency, either through their sales process or with their clients themselves or their projects or their lead generation, their marketing. And it's an Airtable base and training that teaches them, here are all the things you should track and why, here's how to do the reporting, and here's how to make the different decisions based on the data you get. So some of it's really simple. Like some of it's like, okay, you list how all the people found me, and then you calculate how much it's costing to do that type of lead generation, and they do a bunch of calculations around what your cost for lead and cost for sale. That in itself, I don't think a lot of agencies are doing. Like, I don't think if I said to, hey, agency X, can you tell me the top five ways people find you and your cost per lead and cost per sale for each of those five lead generation techniques? I don't think they could tell me that. Mm-hmm. And I actually, I say it with confidence because I do these webinars and talk to people and people like, what percentage of business do you get from, you know, top five percentage of business? And they actually don't know. They actually couldn't say, well, 68% of my business comes from Google. And 82% of those people get on a first call with me and I write 47% of those people a proposal and I close 23% of those. I want to know that number explicitly. I want to know exactly what I'm converting per lead generation source. That's just one tiny little piece of what I like to see in my data. Yeah. And I saw that live when we did our webinar and I saw how long it took for people to, and people were engaged in that webinar. It was a highly engaging webinar. Everyone was talking, but when it, when it came to that question, people had to look that up. It's not like they had it on their, their top of mind, which says a lot about, you know, their lead generation tactics and information to this context, you know, not everyone has lead generation as their top metric, but it, I find it very interesting how it took a while for me. So, I mean, unless you're storing it, like, unless you're storing that data, I mean, you're not gonna be able to look through emails and figure it out. It would take you take mm-hmm. forever, but yeah. I just, I always ask for a client, how'd you find me? And if they say mm-hmm. the internet or Google, I'll say, well, did you type something to Google and went directly to my website or did you type something in and went to an UpCity profile? I have to get very, very granular so I can know when I'm spending my money on marketing, is it actually making me money back? Mm-hmm. 
It's just information that helps agency owners make better business decisions. Oh. And, and that's one of the, I guess this is the penultimate question that I have for you, Mr. Noah Britton. Someone somewhere is not making the best decision for their business today. So what would you tell them to do before they go to bed tonight? What must they accomplish? All right. So they are making the best decisions for their business. What do they need to do? Okay. Um, they can ask for help. They can figure out where in their business they're not making the best decisions and then find an expert to help them with that one little piece. So that's why they have programs like WP Elevation, right? Is to take people through and have them learn certain things. Maybe they're designing websites that are not a very good designer. Okay, well, outsource your design. Maybe hire GoWP and outsource your design to someone who actually can do this for a living. Maybe they're trying to do everything, like they're just stretched completely thin and they just need to, again, outsource a, a part of their, of their business to someone else. But I would say like focus on one thing at a time. I've literally seen hundreds and hundreds of agencies go through these various programs and get stuck and not have very good results. And it a lot of times boils down to them, mm-hmm. like them trying to do too much, them not following the coaching. Almost all these coaching programs will tell you, just do a couple of things at a time. And they ignore that coaching and do a bunch of things, get overloaded and never actually finish anything. So do a program the way it's designed. That's one of my mantras too. For either any kind of personal development I've done or any kind of masterminds or systems, do the process the way it was designed. You're hiring them and paying them money for a reason. So you better freaking follow their process. If you haphazard it, be like, why didn't it work? It's because you're being an asshole. You know, you're not doing what you should be doing as far as these programs go. So, yeah. Putting, putting your ego in front of the process. Yeah, ego be or very detrimental. It could be excuses too. Like mm. we as humans have so many reasons for not doing things. One of my personal development programs I went through talked about being unreasonable, meaning not having reasons. And I know it's easy to say that because there's so many things that can cause us to not take action. But mm. that's why having a mentor, having a coach can be very helpful. They can see things you can't see. They can see the ways oh, yeah. you're being stuck. That's why we have counselors too, right? Yeah. They can see that's why I go to therapy. That's, that's why I go to therapy. Yeah. Linda can see the things that I can't see and the way I am mucking up my own system for my, because of my own hangups or whatever. Yeah. And you also want to have a person who is unbiased, doesn't have a stake and honestly has your best interest in mind without caring to hurt you. And I say hurt you in air quotes, as in they will call you out if you are being unreasonable or if you're being inconsistent, or if you're being, if you're making all of these excuses to rationalize your way out of making the right decision for your business. I mean, you pay good money for that kind of stuff. Hopefully pay good money for somebody to tell you what you need to hear without fear of how it's going to land. Right. We Mm -hmm. kind of do that as a best friend's as partners in our marriages, we sometimes we really have to just say how we feel and say what's going on without that fear of, oh, are they going to reject me because I told them the truth? Right. Question, Joanne, would you like to pose yeah. that? Yeah. I mean, that was also good. Uh, just Let's just end on that note. Just our last question. And uh, how are you creating happiness this week? And what is something that's creating happiness oh. for you? Oh, as, this is easy, actually. You, you got me on the perfect week because- Perfect. Next week, 
I'm leaving for Disney World. I'm going to Disney World. I'm taking my daughter and my wife. We're doing Disney World for the first time. So oh my goodness. I'm, I'm planning all the excursions this week. So I'm creating happiness by showing videos to my nine-year-old and having her freak out about all the things we're going to do. And what's creating happiness for me, that's really rejuvenating too. I'm so looking forward to going to Disney World. And then right after that, we're going right up to the recurring revenue retreat event in Sandpiper Bay, the business retreat. So that's going to be great too. And I think I'm seeing Emily at that yeah. one. Oh, yeah. Emily, our COO will be there. So you guys are going to have so much fun up there and well, down there, that on yeah, that side of the country. I don't, it's Florida. <laughs> I don't know anything about Florida. Well, Florida has beautiful beaches. The weather is nice. Um, yeah. It's got lots I, of I like COVID. Florida. It's got a good, a good, a bunch of good things. It's for got it. a lot of crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's not about Florida man. I mean, it's like Florida man Florida is in man. Florida. So you know, no relations to yeah. gold man. Can we just no, make sure we confirm like that? Opposite, opposite. <laughs> I'm sure R3 is going to be super wonderful and it's going to be all great vibes all around. And I'm super, super happy and excited for you guys to go to Disney. Are you going to go? I really want to go to the new Star Wars. Yeah. I think you have to do a lotto for that one. Uh, like you have to really, like, yeah, you get it up in the morning and then you have to put it in the phone and it like says, Oh, oh you can goodness. go today or whatever. Anyway, well, we'll you'll we'll make it as work. much as we can. We're planning it, watching all the videos. So that's definitely rejuvenating for me this week. Wow. That's wonderful. So happy to hear that. Yeah, Noah, this has been an awesome conversation. And like, I I didn't even ask some of the questions just because we were going deeper in so many other areas. And it was very instructional for me and super cool to have this time with you. Thank you. Sweet. I'm glad. I'm happy to chat anytime. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know what you're doing. (laughs) So tell me more about this mankind project thing. (laughs) Oh goodness. Yeah. It it was wonderful having you on and having all of these conversations about data and how that, you know, connects to people's morals and ethics. That was very interesting. I would love to maybe have a deeper conversation on that at another episode, but Yeah. yeah. So, so grateful to have you join us today. And thank you so much to everyone who listened or watched if you saw us on YouTube, wherever you saw us, don't forget to like and subscribe. And you can get this podcast and other episodes of the GoWP Digital Agency Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And just a quick reminder, this podcast was sponsored by GoWP. And we want to help you become more profitable, whether it's by listening to our podcast or joining in our weekly happiness hours, viewing informative webinars hosted by our friends like Noah Britton and other members of the WordPress community. And of course, by growing your team with our super skilled developers, copywriters, designers, or project managers. So go to gowp.com and read and learn more about our services and schedule a call. So thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time.